0: You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Rest Days. I am one of your lovely, extremely talented hosts, Lauren Lavelle, here with my lovely, extremely talented co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Maria Sylvester Terry. It's nice to be here again and again and again and again.
0: (laughs) Hi, Maria. Hi. Today's episode is what Maria is calling kitchen non-confidential. I'm secretly calling it Hell's Kitchen. Because I love that show and Gordon Ramsay. He's my favorite celebrity. He's not my favorite celebrity chef. Favorite celebrity. Um, We'll get into that later. That's another episode. (laughs) But today's episode is all about the meals and snacks we've been making, our approach to planning and prepping food, things we like. And this is meant to be more of a conversation and inspiration. This is not a prescription. This is not like you should do this too and maybe some of the stuff is definitely learn from our mistakes don't do this Um, please not quite sure but just a special shout out to our patrons on patreon we love you so much bonus episode is up from last week or bonus part of our last week's episode with nikki so if you are a patron you get to have those little extras and you know Get to throw your ideas out there. We appreciate you. We appreciate you supporting the arts, which we are the arts. So thank you so much. It's us. Little little goth clap for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're rolling into clickbait. Maria, do you have something for us?
1: I do. And I hate it.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) there's still stuff out there that we have. All right. Mm. Go for it. This,
1: Yeah. This came up to me not as a sponsored ad. You know I love bringing the sponsored ads to this. I love a sponsored ad. This is actually someone's content that came up in my reels, which means I need to teach the algorithm what I like to see again, because it is not something I like to see. It is how I practice cyclical movement. Not joyful, not intuitive, not hard, you know, uh, really tough workout. Like, it's not the things you're used to hearing. It's cyclical, a.k.a movement around your period, which we have talked about previously here there with like foods, movement, etc. And it names each phase, it names, you know, the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, and then hits like the different, luteal menstrual, of course, it hits the different movements this person does. It is prescriptive. It's like the exact opposite of what we're going to do today. Like these are the things I do during these phases. And it sort of just drives me bananas because... I don't prescribe I don't subscribe to this I don't have prescriptive movements during my cycle I really just go with what feels right according to like when I wake up like do I feel like running do I feel like walking do I feel like lifting um it just it feels like one more way to make movement complicated and to become so outside of your body even though it's intended to be you know about your cycle right it's like okay I'm getting this from the internet I'm not really getting it by tapping in and asking myself what would feel good. And I brought it specifically knowing that you're the movement master here in terms of, you know, you're the fitness professional. I am curious your thoughts on it. I stayed really
0: quiet and I was like I was like, I'ma let you finish. I'ma let you finish. <laughs> I'm not gonna interrupt. Um, it's very clear to me that you're not on TikTok as much as you should be, because if you were, you would have already known that this is very, very common. I have a lot of feelings about it as someone who has um hormone-related conditions around my cycle. So Mm -hmm. I have my own personal experience to bring into this where I do sometimes think that some of these things can be, like, good to know if you're, like, keeping track. And I just don't think it's possible for everyone. I don't think the expectation uh, should be that everyone who like has a period should number one, know when that's going to happen because that's a big assumption for some of us. Um, number two, like sometimes like not everyone has the ability and benefit of being able to change the style of movement they do around their cycle. And a lot of these are always like do Pilates and I know amazing wonderful, accessible Pilates instructors that people could maybe do an online class with around this time. And that's not always possible. That's not always available. That's not always everybody's thing. Um, I think what you said, it's like, it's almost like more of an outside influence, even though it's based on your body. So I have a a, a lot of different feelings around it. I know some people who really have leaned into that and that's working for them and that's Mm -hmm. fine um but I think especially it can complicate things when you're first like starting to move again and you're like oh no now I'm doing this wrong exactly Um, and so yeah I I totally see where it can be it's definitely under the the trend and clickbaity I have something similar that's not necessarily like a clickbait. It's more of a trend. Okay.
1: Um, okay. Which apparently mine was a trend as well. This is
0: absolutely, <laughs> this is absolutely a rising trend. And I also would like to state that like for people who have like a menstrual cycle, I think it is like, it can be nice and feel powerful to like reclaim your knowledge around your body and your connectedness with that. So I don't want to like write that option off. I just think that it can add to stress around a time that may be stressful. And like the reality is for me, like once like ovulation is done, like truly all hell breaks loose. So if I'm getting up and getting out of bed and being able to move my body, I'm not going to worry that like I'm putting too many plates on, for my deadlift or not enough you know like i'm just yes. like i'm trying yes. to survive i'm fighting for my life so i think that that's something that uh maybe is a little too nuanced for a real or tiktok but is Agreed. very is very real for real people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and on that trend or a trend a clickbaity trend this week's trend is de-influencing Oh
1: yes. I'm, I'm new to this, but I've seen it. Yes. Tell me. Uh,
0: Okay. So as someone who considers themselves like, um, if we will, a bad influencer, and and (laughs) I I mean that in every sense that you can like create, like, you know, I'm a bad influencer. Um, I really like, I, I'm not into excess. Like, I don't, uh, you know me. You know how hard mm-hmm. it is for me to, like, buy things and commit yes. to yes. things. So the de-influencing trend does as much for me as the influencing trend, right? Because, like, right. I, I, wa- I wasn't buying those things. And also, you're not now convincing me not to buy them. Like, girl, like, you, you I got to convince myself to buy myself, like, a pair of pants. Like, you know? Um, it takes me, it takes me, like, 36 shopping hours to to buy a sweater so you're not gonna you're not gonna knock me off my game but de-influencing is all about people saying you don't need this and I do appreciate that in a space where there is so much like quick turnaround consumerism yes, yes. but also my 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 gripe is not with the actual you don't need this de-influencing has in one week been co-opted <laughs> de-influencing has been pirated and turned back into <laughs> influencing duping yes influencing (laughs) and duping i swear if you are unfamiliar with duping duping is the rise of like oh you can get this but it's cheaper or like more available or more accessible right and it's kind of just like a funny thing that's really like popular to say but like there was a huge tiktok that was someone saying they were de-influencing but actually just showing you alternative products. Therefore not really discouraging (laughs) you from buying it, just encouraging you to buy something else. Um, and I'm like, girl, that's, that's a review. (laughs) That's not not de-influencing. You're actually just reviewing things. Um, right. And so I thought that was like, that had me so tickled as someone who like, if, if I work, if I work with, products if i engage with like brands or anything i'm 10 toes down i am actually in it i'm in it for them like i mean it i will use it i would recommend it to a friend um so you really gotta like do a lot of work for me to buy something like i'm not easily swayed and i've made i've made mistakes and I've been swayed, and then I've I've been like, you know what, nope, I was doing the right thing. So I think that um, de-influencing and the literal pirate's takeover of de-influencing in like one week (laughs) is like my favorite clickbait this week. I'm (laughs) loving it. I am truly just like living in my simple little gingerbread lifestyle. I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't buy that sunscreen you recommended and also the other sunscreen you just <laughs> recommended. Like, I, I am just going to stick with what's working. So that's my clickbait of the Love week. It. I've been really enjoying it. It's been, it's just watching. It's
1: so funny to watch something
0: so quickly melt down.
1: Yes. And it really shows that your clickbait basically is the insidious power of capitalism. Right, right. <laughs> Like, like a good thing can't last. Like, uh, de-influencing very quickly became a BuzzFeed article with purchase links. (laughs) That's how I saw it. I was like, I'm still being told what to buy. Yeah,
0: (laughs) de-influencing just became, like, re-influencing. Like, you're like, no, not this, that. And that's fine. Like, listen, I love a review. I I watch people buy and review and try on. And you know what happens? I never buy. Nope. I never nope. buy. Nope. Doesn't, nope. Doesn't help. Doesn't help me. I mean, I like it. I love watching the girlies do their thing. And then <laughs> I move on with my life.
1: Yes, I could just watch it all day. It's aesthetically enjoyable. Um, it reminds me of about three or four years ago, I was still living in Philadelphia. You probably also got sent product from a specific skincare company that I will not name. It has three letters. <laughs> now everyone knows what I'm talking about. And everyone got a code. Everyone got the skincare like three-step thing. And everyone posted that they loved it. So I was like, sure, I'll try it. And I fucking got it. <laughs> it was terrible i was like somehow my skin is reversing in uh you know positive shift like it is not going the direction i want so i think it's a great your whole clickbait is so beautiful because it's a good reminder of even when you are being influenced it's still not always the whole picture it's still not always for you uh it's it's a whole thing i love it what a great great topic
0: love it too much fun and now we're moving into one of our favorite things to talk about. Oh,
1: uh, yes. I'd say we talk about this together, like in conversation, more often than anything else.
0: Yeah, true, true. This mm-hmm. and, well, this and, this and working out, but um, for those of you who don't know, I I am like someone who loves to cook. I love to cook and I will make the simplest meal complicated, but for fun it's my it's my it's the way to calm me down i love it i get in the zone and maria often gets no context pictures of food that i've made no context not a text before no, not a text never. after just just a pic a mm-hmm.
1: just mm-hmm. a pic yeah sometimes enough. sometimes half eaten you know it's like a little working it's a work in progress i'll get like sometimes. oh crap
0: i forgot to send maria this picture <laughs> <laughs> Maria, yeah, it, it who doesn't care at all <laughs> doesn't care
1: well a lot of times especially in the pandemic I really did care because I knew how hard it was at times for you to find the time or the space to eat um so I actually really appreciate it because I'm like my friend is checking in on herself with me (laughs) right dear diary (laughs) (laughs) and Maria
0: right yes yes I'm so So excited So
1: let's get into it. Let's talk about yeah. things we like. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's important to come from the context of this is what we like. It's really just about revealing... <laughs> our real lives to y'all. Um, we are two people in business. We generally work from home. I also work outside the home sometimes. Um, and we are looking to fuel ourselves, nourish ourselves, not to diet. So I think that's a good, like kind of disclaimer again. Um, this is supposed we to be We also have fun. access to like, yes, food foods. we don't have kids. Uh, um, yeah. That's a big part. I mean, like <laughs> human, have, human
0: children. We don't have, we have human we children have, to feed. We
1: have very needy fur children. Uh, exceptionally needy and this is more just kind of what we've been doing lately so whether it hits or not we hope you enjoy it Uh, i guess we can start with breakfast lauren right so um i'm i'm a breakfast person i'm always doing breakfast uh lately i have been really enjoying waffles frozen waffles have been Mm. so clutch for me which is like a huge diet culture win. I never had those foods as a kid cuz I uh, my parents never bought that kind of stuff you know you'd have to buy like 60 of them for it to make i was sense. gonna say there was way too many
0: of of you <laughs> yeah like a it box was of not practical
1: a box of six when we all got one waffle and then someone got nothing so <laughs> did it, it did not work out for us so i've really been enjoying the trader joe's uh multi-grain waffles that's kind of the one in the blue box i really enjoy multi-grain just because that's the one that's not gluten-free i like that taste better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i've been trying to make them in many different ways i've been adding eggs uh making egg sandwiches out of them i've also just been doing like a cottage cheese waffle or a yogurt waffle i'll have them plain with peanut butter sometimes just depends on whether i'm working out or not or if i've already worked out i'll just kind of judge it up as needed um and i really love to break the idea of like you can only eat eggs if that's your protein mm-hmm. so that's something i've kind of been playing around with it's like what other proteins can i have in the morning that aren't just eggs uh because you know inflation and um it's nice to have variety so that's been inflation eggflation taking us out yes (laughs) yes so it's been important for me to pivot and also try different carbs and just start to enjoy variety because I do love breakfast but I get really bored of it um and I also eat at like six or seven in the morning and Lauren (laughs) I just started I decided to give that very stark juxtaposition to, to lay you up to whatever your breakfast routine is because I know it's different
0: Yes, 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 yes. So I too am a breakfast person. Um, I love breakfast foods, like the idea, yeah, like the traditional yes. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an egg girly, so y- you'll catch me like uh, maybe not getting other things in a way to like continue getting eggs. Like I'm <laughs> like eggs are like, you know, they're like, they're still up there for me. Like I'm like, okay, so it's $20 for one chicken. And my backyard is this big. Right. How many chickens do you think that I could how, how Like, it takes them a year to learn how to lay eggs. Um. So, like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Like, I'm trying to get a chicken or three. What's the
1: ROI on the chicken?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, okay. But, like, honestly, one chicken is, like, $20. So, like, e- eggs, eggs at, like, Walmart and a few other places are, like, getting up to, like, $8. Yes. I'm, like, yes. a chicken is like two weeks of eggs or however fast you go mm-hmm. through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I love doing eggs in the morning um, in a variety of ways, but yes, I'm, I'm doing breakfast. What am I enjoying lately? I am also experimenting with different carbs. I love, I love sourdough bread, by the way. In the morning. Oh, like, so well, I mean good. in the morning, in the afternoon and at night, I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm a sourdough person. Like it, it just like kind of doesn't get old for me. But as you saw today, before we started recording this episode, I was eating um, my, a carb vehicle that I had today was a, was a potato. It was a hash brown. Um, and so doing the same thing as you're doing with the waffles, but on top of a hash brown, a cool. potato. <laughs> um, so the potato is the vehicle instead of the waffle. I'm usually like a, a, a light, breakfast eater. As far as like my meals go, um, I don't like waking up and eating a ton. And I also don't like waking up and eating immediately. Mm -hmm. So when you are having your six or (laughs) 7am breakfast, I am having my 11am breakfast. Um, so my breakfast is typically like 1030 or 11am just depending. And I've already been up at that point. I've already been drinking water I'm not a big coffee drinker, as you know, so, Mm -hmm. like, that's not really sinking in my stomach, and one of my number one motivations for eating breakfast consistently is the fact that I need to take, like, uh, like, my vitamins and my medication, Uh and so it is a motivation to eat something so that I can continue to do that practice, so it is, like, a, a paired habit or practice there.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, the motivation comes from kind of like what Nikki said last week, like the self-respect. Piece. Right. So like, like it's I just like, got I a little take
0: care of me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I got, I got to take these meds and these vitamins. Um, I'm the same way lately with, I i have shared this publicly. I, it's a big breakfast deal. I have actually not been starting my day with coffee, which I typically, I'm like, all right, a couple swigs of water. Let's get the coffee going. It is 1.19 Central Time right now. I'm having a cup of coffee, but I also had coffee this morning. I usually have one or two cups, but I've been waiting until I'm done eating. And uh-huh. I really have liked that. I don't necessarily think you have to, but I've just found I don't, like, crash at the end of that 2, 3 p.m. time. I'm not also, like, anxious as hell and my stomach's not in knots. Yeah, I have the a very, stomach thing. Uh, I'm a very sensitive stomach person. Like, even if I'm stressed, it's, like, it's just a mess. So I have learned, you know, leaning into if I want that taste and that comfort, I'll, I'll make a decaf in the morning. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying that. I think 10 yeah. years ago, me would be like, who are you? Caffeine to the vein. I'm veins. scared for you. Uh, yeah. And it's been really good. And actually, Lauren, I think you and Scott were sort of um an impetus for me to shift because one time I had told you or Scott that I had like four shots of espresso and I was like, yeah, it's normal. And one of you were like, that's not okay. <laughs> And I kind of thought about it I thought, well, I don't think I'd want my clients drinking four shots of espresso in the morning without eating. And here I am just like being like, it's my brand. It's not my brand. Um, That's a really cool shift that I've made that I haven't had a single issue with my stomach that seems caffeine related. I'm just really grateful for that. I also will add that I will do my creatine and water combo in the morning And kind of like you, it's not because like I have to, but because I know I will forget. And then um, you know, then it's like I'm chasing it all day. But I just kind of get it over with and I know that my movement benefits from it. I've seen, you know, some improvement there. So I think those are kind of fun breakfast shifts. If you don't do coffee, do you you like matcha, right? Are you still doing that in the morning or every once in a while? Um I have
0: the amount of coffee that you would be willing to, like, get up and leave a diner left with in your, like...
1: <laughs> yes! That's a great description. <laughs>
0: That's how much coffee I have every day. I love the taste of coffee. Caffeine um, and I don't get along, just like me and alcohol.
1: Um, mm-hmm. We don't get along.
0: We just... It's not... We don't get along, so i i try to do my best, and sometimes i'll like even i know blasphemy, but like I'll even like even water that tiny bit down more mm-hmm, and just heat it mm-hmm. up, so it just gives me the vibe of having coffee but <laughs> um when we were you know traveling earlier this week, like we left uh New York and came home, and like i Scott had already had his coffee I had no coffee like I'm I'm a person who can wake up without that and I don't require it. I love the feeling of it. I love the smell of it. Um, I love like the vibe of coffee. So I still try to keep working it into my life in a way that works for me, but like, I'm not trying to put myself over the edge um, with anxiety and like feeling like I'm going to be grinding my teeth for the rest of the day. I also think it's worth talking about the non-traditional breakfast. Um, Oh yes. Yes. Which both of us have talked about before, but I think that it's, is, is like the, the breakfast narrative. I don't think it's diet culture. I think it's just like, like, I don't know, parent culture. I don't know what it is that makes like,
1: Oh, go go for it. Um, I think it is. Well, of course I think it's capitalism, but I think it's the cereal industry. I think that the dairy cereal industries, I think it has a lot to do with, like, the picture of breakfast that was sold to us for so long, marketed to us in commercials, even back to, like, leave it to beaver age of things, like, watching sitcoms, early shows, like, what were the foods you saw your favorite TV characters eating? Cereal, eggs, toast, toast. Like, right. uh, I didn't see anyone eating chicken shawarma, but that's definitely what I had for breakfast this week. Like, <laughs> that's just kind of right. what it was. So I, I actually think that there is a breakfast industry and that really paints the picture of what is acceptable. It does sort of feel like breaking a rule when you eat a non-breakfast food, doesn't it? Um,
0: I, as much as I love eggs, like, I love eating a not traditionally pictured American breakfast. So like this morning I had banh mi for breakfast and I Mm. often eat like last night's pho for breakfast. Yes. Oh, but that also is a breakfast food. (laughs) Like
1: it it can be a breakfast food. It can be. Yes. But,
0: um, like, so I think that really, mm, I think there can be like a lot of stalling and, uh, maybe feelings of confusion and feelings of anxiety and feelings of like eh, around like when you wake up in the morning and you have none of those breakfast foods and uh-huh. you're like oh no I, I have do? nothing to eat for breakfast it's like yo remember that you have that pizza um or like yeah remember like If you were going to eat the pizza for lunch, you can, like, eat it for breakfast (laughs) and eat something else for lunch, like, (laughs) completely. It it doesn't really matter. You can mix and match. But I think so many of us are very conditioned to, like, eat breakfast foods for breakfast.
1: Yes. And it, it kind of starts to be a narrative that facilitates habits that may or may not help us. So breaking up with that narrative is really great because then maybe you're having pizza for breakfast and it gives you... Time to get where you need to go and then you have more time at lunch or something like making making it work for your schedule is great Um, i've had clients say they love breakfast salads, you know, like there's any you can do anything you want egg or not Um, you know go for it
0: Yes, so now we got to talk about lunch.
1: Ah, yes so lunch is an incredible meal and lately since we're talking about recent (laughs) I have struggled. I have struggled. Yeah, not not to eat it, but to like figure out what I want to have it available. I oscillate between having leftovers. I do like primarily for me lunch is a leftover for dinner. But yeah. sometimes there's only one left over and Caleb will take it because he's in a school building and that's like... Right, he he's the one you're like, yeah, you're like, okay, you can, you always You defer. can take it. Yeah. Yes, always defer to the teacher to take the lunch because if yeah. he doesn't have it, he won't eat, period. Whereas, like, I know I have time, access, I can always order something if I absolutely needed to. Um, so I've kind of found myself either scrounging, I do a lot of snack plates um, that are meals, right? I like load them up. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of uh, tuna and chicken salad, my friend. I I can never go wrong with either of those two. Oh, so the that's...
0: tinned the tinned fish, the
1: tinned <laughs> fish. Uh, don't forget my anchovies, my other tinned fish. I love those too. So oh. I've kind of, I, yeah, I've kind of just been enjoying the variety of it but i will uh, also say and i say this in uh, my group uh, i mentioned this this week that sometimes having no structure it is almost as much brain power as having too much structure like you it's like the decision fatigue is like oh i wish i made this decision like five hours ago so yeah. i do struggle or like with that lately like earlier this week yeah yeah absolutely um just like the basic things like that I find that grocery shopping on a regular basis when we can helps um but lunch is actually the meal I think I'm struggling with the most lately what about you
0: like what is lunch um (laughs) okay
1: same okay
0: I have had a long standing battle with lunch and I think that it comes from number one, like trying to be overly productive. I think that's the number one place that it comes from where like, Mm. I can't stop. Like I can't stop now. And then I have a one o'clock meeting and then I have this and then I'm like, okay, well what about that load of laundry? Let me just switch it over before I start. And then something else comes up and Scott says, we got to go to the store we got to go here. We got to, you know, like, and then it's 4 PM, but 4 PM lunch is significantly better than no PM lunch. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, Um, absolutely. No PM. 4 PM lunch is like prime compared to like skipping it and going on to the next meal, which sometimes can happen. And like, it is what it is. Like you just, you realize either that did or did not work for your day and you will realize it at some point. Um, (laughs) but i think that i definitely struggle with lunch as well and um having scott working from home definitely helps because he'll he'll come up and he's like mm. so what was the plan and like of course yeah <laughs> that's like a lot of responsibility on me he asked me what the plan was because i don't ever want him to be in the kitchen and i don't ever want him to cook for me um okay. so he he can't like he feels like he's not allowed yeah like he feels like he can't and also as i've discussed many a time scott is the king of snacks so he can make a lunch for himself and it will be like pirate's booty a protein bar um a bubble water and then like a bunch of other things he collects along the way like a little (laughs) Uh hunter-gatherer um and and then he'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, that's just so not my jam. Like I'm not, I'm so not into snacks that this is kind of where my stubborn, like, uh, breakfast, like I'm not eating breakfast thing kind of kicks in. Like I'm so not into snacks or, or whatever that for lunch, if I don't have something
1: that feels like a lunch, I'll just be like,
0: I'll deal with this later. And I keep
1: putting it off. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, I get where you're saying. It's like a breakfast parallel. Yes. Yes. So breaking rules at lunchtime might actually be a really cool way for you to get lunch sooner, maybe, if you need it. But, like, I also want to respect the hyperfixation on a task that's where I struggle. That's where my clients struggle. That's where a lot of people struggle. I'm just like, I'm in the middle of something. We talked on our very first episode about holding our pee, right? Like, right. let me just finish this. Let me just finish this. And I think we have to treat them almost the same. Totally. Right? And like it's like, that, it's like an gotta, act. Of you gotta like, do it.
0: Yeah. It's like an act of, um, of, you can think of it as an act of self-care. I often Think of it just, like, as the bare minimum minimum act of, like, self-preservation. Yes, 100%. Like, like, this is the life vest. This is the oxygen mask. Like, you need to just do something. And so I have been trying to, like, roll with it a little bit more, um... And I've been doing more of my fridge and pantry cleanouts for lunch. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of where I'm going with my lunches these days where it's like less of a production because I love a production.
1: I do. Love a production. <laughs> I oh my do. God. Your lunches can be so beautiful. Well, that's oh also part of
0: like where the hang up comes for me as the, as the cook. I'm like, yes. Oh, well this could have been better. And like it, maybe it should have been. And that's a pitfall of like perfectionism and being like, so hung up on that stuff. And I just need to realize that I don't need to go outside and like clip things out of my like box, <laughs> like my gardening boxes to like <laughs> put into my, you know, like it's so, yeah. it's just so much. So I think low effort lunches is where I'm Ooh. at. I need to have the protein to keep me like going <laughs> to keep me yeah. alive yes. um so I I do look for that I, I I'm a tin fish girl um but I also am like a tuna in the can person I know sometimes you do the the like like the little baggie or like those right like,
1: I, yeah yeah I used to do that a lot more in my old job when I was like out. Oh, oh, yeah when you were more on the go but yeah. um if you if you like tuna and you're
0: into it uh, highly recommend putting the cans in the fridge so when you
1: open the fridge and you're looking for what you're going to eat <gasps> oh my god what a neurodivergent genius <laughs> idea it appears there and you're like this is an option oh, my god <laughs> It'll feel really out of place. And yet you're so glad it's right in front of you. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. yes. So that has been like really a game changer too, especially if I'm making it with a salad. Cause I want it to be cold. Yes.
1: Yes. So then Lauren. it's already there. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. good. I know. Um, I thought of a rule, random one that I started breaking at lunch that I felt like I was a bad girl. <laughs> it was capital mm. BG and it was funny enough eating oatmeal at lunch. Like, yeah, like I breakfast just, for lunch. Like, yes, just having like breakfast for dinner. Yes, breakfast for breakfast. Yes, breakfast for lunch. Well, it's not brunch and it's not 11 a.m. with a mimosa. Like, I would find myself thinking even an egg sandwich could pass, but oatmeal could not. And I'm like, mm, this is so silly. I will sometimes have jars of overnight oats that I make, and maybe something happens in the morning, I end up cooking anyway. I mm-hmm. can just pop that on the stove because you may recall I don't have a microwave, heat it up. And then I just, I just enjoy it. It's so comforting. Also, caveat, I don't have a microwave, not because I don't believe in them, but it's a very long story for another episode. It just sort of happened that way. It is not because I like, don't believe in microwaves. I think they're brilliant.
0: I don't think you believe, I don't think you believe in like appliances in general. We've had like, I'm just like, Maria, you need yeah. to get some more appliances popping in. Yes. There. Yes. Um,
1: I, I would appreciate more support for that. I need more tiny specialists. I need more tiny spoons.
0: More appliances. Add them in. Yes. I totally agree. I mean, we sat down to record this at like whatever, to my time, mm-hmm. we'll say. And I was eating that hash brown egg
1: yeah, right, combination right, right, I was right. talking
0: about because like I had a, a non-traditional again whatever that means breakfast and then I was like oh no there's <laughs> there's nothing for lunch and I just
1: yep. had breakfast <laughs> I'm so but glad yeah. you did that yeah it's I'm real really glad like did that
0: other things um especially for folks who are like maybe either working from home or on the go like yeah you can interchange the breakfast and lunch that you maybe pack yourself uh always you know into a smoothie adding to like this so that you can like mix and match with that as well like I feel like sometimes people are like smoothie in the morning I'm like smoothie in the morning in the evening in the afternoon whenever yes Um, yes you are great
1: about that yes I think that's such a great rule to break too
0: yeah, so whenever, whenever, wherever, you can eat.
1: Yes. <laughs> You're meant to eat together, yes. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: <laughs> well, I guess that brings us to dinner time, huh? Eee! Eee! So, Lauren's <laughs> excited because she loves to cook. I sound like this because I am... Oh, I'm so mixed on dinner. Sometimes I love cooking, and other times I'm just seeing clients all night, and it really becomes just like something I feel like I have to do. Like, really? I have to feed myself again? Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. I mean, I still feel that
0: way, but once I'm into it, I'm like, Ooh.
1: Yeah. It's like the five minute rule in the gym. Like if you start moving for five minutes, okay. I actually forgot I was even here. This is going great, which I Uh think I need to give myself more credit. I am a great cook. I am like you. And that like, once I get into the fine details, it's it's over in there. Um, I also love a shortcut. I love a 15-minute meal. So, mm-hmm. for, you know, people tend to think, oh, you're a dietitian and you probably cook all the time, or you love making healthy things, or whatever that means. And it's like, honestly, I would eat the same rotisserie chicken, tostadas over and over and over again if I could. I would eat the same dinner every single night, just to know that I ate and got the nutrition I needed. Um, but my husband is an incredible cook. And I'm grateful, really grateful for him. Um, We are pretty much, I know, we pretty much are like the protein starch veggie crew, but we Mm -hmm. also love different cultural dishes that are everything thrown into a bowl or a soup or a stew or something like that um, to make things uh, nice and diverse for our palate. What's your dinner plan, Lauren? When do you eat dinner?
0: Anytime? Um, Yeah, Anytime. Sometimes early, like if I have something going, if I have like a later class, I will eat like an earlier dinner before that. And then if I am hungry later on in the night, cause I'm still awake, yeah. um, that's when I like rely on like a protein shake or something not, you know, not too much energy. Yes. 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 Um, yes. And usually those dinners are not my fancy dinner. So if I'm eating dinner early, it's not a fancy dinner. If we're eating dinner at our, our normal time like, which is like nine, um, then we're eating fancy dinner. Um, I think that for the folks out there who are maybe leaving their house, cause I'm not leaving my house. Um, mm-hmm. my recommendation is to pick a bowl and I've been posting more about this, but like, I am here for a bowl meal and
1: Always. yes. a bowl
0: meal doesn't mean it's not fancy. It doesn't mean it's not getting everything. And I think what I love about so many of the bowl meals that I make is that they can be repurposed into different meals if you change the vehicle. So like if you dumped that bowl into a tortilla, you're rocking with something a little bit different. You have like, yeah, something maybe a little more portable. Um, so I think that like just realizing that, um, you can pick ingredients at the beginning of your week and then work them into different things for dinner is really powerful. Um, uh, when I do dinner, yeah, I'm doing like a protein, what what do we, what do we say? Protein, carb, uh, Yeah, protein, starch, veg. Yeah. Starch, veg. Yeah. Um, that's what we're calling it. Sure. And, but like when I'm doing it, I'm also doing like maybe a roasted vegetable and something I pickled and two different sauces I made and something Mm -hmm. I got out of like something I grew upstairs under the arrow garden light. Um, and also like, also maybe rotisserie chicken, you know, or also <laughs> like, like it can be whatever it can be like, Oh yeah. Like, um, Trader Joe's has these fish bites. They're like fish sticks, but they're yes, not the same shape. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I did those as fish tacos recently because <gasps> the, that part was like kind of taken care of. And then we had like beans on the side and then I, you know. I used a bag salad as the slaw yeah. on top of the fish taco. Love that. Uh, so it doesn't have to be like even my even me having fancy like desiring to do fancy, and by fancy I mean like I'm doing more chopping, I'm doing more like mise en place, I'm doing mm-hmm. I'm doing a pickling most likely, or I'm making a sauce, um, and then maybe I have like a v- variety of things going. I have something on the stove top, and I have something in the oven. Like that's mm-hmm. usually like the production I'm talking about, but also not required. You can put fish bites from Trader Joe's in the air fryer, mix up a salad bag that you got maybe from Trader Joe's or anywhere else. You can get a bag salad. Also those fish bites could be fish sticks. I don't care. Um, tortillas, flip them up, warm them up, flip them over, um, and put some Sriracha on top and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to work. It's going to work. Um, so I think that like, having flexibility for dinner, but knowing that like cooking is one of the biggest ways that I wind down in the mm. evening. It's like one of mm-hmm. the most relaxing things for me to do. Um, I love to feed people. Yeah, I love to try different recipes. I love to replicate recipes that I grew up eating from friends and family who cooked for me. Um, And that I may not have access to right now because I'm far away from them. So I think that, like, cooking is is really, like, a big deal for me. And dinner is where that typically shows up. Although sometimes I'll bust out, like, three fancy meals in a day. (laughs) But that's because I have the privilege of time. And I have the privilege of space. And I have the privilege of access to all these things. And it's not always like that for everyone. And it's not even always like that for me.
1: Right, right. And there are so many things that could affect, like, even even just countertop space, right, that would affect oh. how you can cook. I mean, we have a very interesting kitchen setup where it's, like, just – it's just odd. It's a New Orleans home. Um, there's maybe three total feet of countertop. Oh, no, there's
0: no countertop space in my house either.
1: It, and it's, like, yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, so when we do a fancy, we have to sort of agree. Negotiate. Gonna, we have to agree with where are we going, who's standing where, who's in front of the stove, can we clean off the kitchen table to do this. So there's right. that, and then if you layer that in with a really long day, maybe a bad day, or you have, like, a really crappy day, you know, you don't feel like doing all the effort. That's why I think having those low effort reaches of, like, I can break all the rules and eat lunch food or breakfast food at dinner. I can eat at 5 and call it a night if I felt like it. I could eat at 10 when I finally feel like eating because it was a really stressful day. That stuff's so important. Um, I don't tend to find that... Dinner is a problem spot for people unless they have work or kids. It's or, exhausting, right? Like it's just you get to that point, you're like, "Oh my gosh, more to do." I just I did can't so think much. of anything.
0: Yeah, like I can't think of anything to make. And I also think that um, meals throughout the day uh, can become more complicated if you do have a particular way that you need to eat to survive. Um, I mean, like mm-hmm. if you have allergies, if you have, uh, if you have blood sugar things going on, if you have cholesterol things going on, those layers then further complicate the, the easy, right? Yeah, like they, yeah. they start eliminating some of your easy. Like if you have a gluten allergy or you're gluten intolerant or whatever, your easy is not as easy because you might not have access to to those faster yep. ideas in the same way, um, so I think it's definitely worth worth exploring what easy and low effort looks like to you. Completely, um, mm-hmm. because because for me, I don't have to worry about allergens necessarily. I work.
1: I get to worry about preferences. Um, yeah, that, as your first question. Right. 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 You get to say what sounds good. Not what can I eat? That's not going to irritate me. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So important. Um, I think I'll just, I'll add this as a note. Um, do you have a favorite ordering out system like app that you like to use when you aren't cooking?
0: My ordering out system is crying and asking Scott to call. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Whoever. (laughs) call 911, call whoever you want. I don't care. Like, I just can't do this. I can't do this. And it's so like, like that's Scott's cooking. You know, like there's sometimes the joke, like when, when dad cooks and it's just like, he picks up a pizza. Yes. Um, like, that's kind of like what Scott has been reduced to, especially in the winter months, like oh in the God. summer, I'm like, okay, we could like easily throw something on the grill and I will like allow that to go on and I'll yes maybe have the energy to prep sides or something. Mm -hmm. But like right now I'm just like, there don't even speak an idea you have. Okay. (laughs) Get on the phone and call someone else.
1: (laughs) You you are not equipped to handle this. Please delegate. Yes. I don't have, I don't have any
0: like, I don't have any participation points left in me, dude. Like you guys, whatever you make tonight, you're going to get in trouble. So please just call,
1: call somebody else. I, I feel like, because I know Scott, like this is even funnier, but for people that don't know Scott, like y'all, I just need you to imagine that there's like a baby gate in the kitchen, like do not cross (laughs) because that's what it feels like. Like that's not your space. Do not he's go not in there. No. It's so funny. Sometimes uh, he'll come so in funny. and like try to get, he'll try to get
0: like his pre-dinner snack, which we can talk about next pre-dinner yes. snacks or yes. snacks in general. But like Scott will be like, okay, well, how long is dinner going to be? And I just told you it's going to be, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you better get a snack. And then he's in there and he's walking around like a sim with like the free will turned off. <laughs> like he's just standing there. And I'm like, What are you, like, how are you in every way? Like, I'm trying to get the rice cooker down. I'm trying to get this. He's in the way. No matter, like, he's breathing in the wrong direction. I'm like, you gotta go sit down. Or, like, (laughs) I'll give him another task. I'll be like, you know what's really important for
1: me right now? (laughs) If you, if you go vacuum upstairs. (laughs) So, a child.
0: No, no. More like... A not very helpful assistant.
1: I see. Yeah, a sous chef that needs a, a job to do. I'm like, the look kitchen. over there. Look over there. Yeah. Go break down these boxes. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can, can you get the waters? Yeah. Um... <laughs> can you set the table? Right. 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 Yeah, right, right, right. 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 Okay. Got it. Um, I I ask because I know that y'all don't um, don't really you know you you do like being at home so. I mean, we also like doing takeout. We are a, door, a DoorDash family.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Like, no. So that's the other thing. Scott is very, Scott very firmly be- believes in him picking up the food. We've had this conversation with many people. He does not like getting food delivered. Wait, um,
1: tell me why. Because Caleb also doesn't like getting food delivered. It's like a It's whole like, a point, it's it's like a, a point of
0: pride. It's like a point of pride. Ah.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is. I'm not going to pay for someone to drive it a mile type thing
0: yes yeah. and where I'm like <laughs> I don't care if it's two blocks away I'm not gonna go get it
1: yeah there's literally a, a road with all these restaurants down the street for me I'm like they can deliver it's very great for the, them right <laughs> at the point that we're doing this it's already a luxury so like let it yes. be fully a luxury and he's like <laughs> no I'm gonna I'm putting my coat on I'm going out I'm like okay bye I guess like okay. so funny that's what Caleb and I probably argue about that the most I'm like, you don't need to do this.
0: (laughs) No. The amount of times we we once got a GoPuff order and I took a picture when the GoPuff arrived because I was like, I need to remember the time that we allowed someone to deliver something to our
1: home. Wait, I love this. I didn't know that they had uh, that similarity. Y'all, we would love to know, is your partner a pickup partner? (laughs) Or are, they or are you? The pick- or are you the pickup person? Yeah, I would love to know. This is a good social survey. Yes. Okay, a good a good social survey as well as are you a snack person? Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm. I'm very clear for the public that okay. I am pro snacks. I am here to eat the snacks. I will sometimes snack just because they're there. I will be honest about that. I love snack food. I also uh-huh. like making snack food feel fancy. I think that's where my fancies come in. Mm. Uh, let me get out the preserves and the honey and the special cheese oh, totally. and the fancy cracker. Like I just, I do love a good spread, a dip, a condiment. I love pickles. So I'm here for all the snacks. I would say a rule that I learned to break was that I didn't have to have perfect macronutrient balance to snacks oh like a
0: well-rounded yeah, snack. yeah
1: like you know what sometimes you just like i just had this bowl of vanilla wafers like okay cool and i had coffee with milk like all right i got macronutrients there like it's not so serious anymore rather right? i think i was like it must be a vegetable with a with a protein like i need a carrot and promise yeah Yes, but not too much hummus. You know, it's like this whole thing. Um, really glad I'm not in that place anymore. It it allows for so much more joy. I think snacking can be really joyful because, again, I grew up in a household that was big. So we didn't have things like Pop-Tarts. We didn't have anything that wasn't like family size store brand and like shared amongst the group so having some of those fun snacks is kind of special it's like I kind of get that little childhood uh glimmer that other folks may have had
0: yeah I am definitely I'm with you on like the family size and store brand that made me laugh only because (laughs) I'm thinking about the fact that like we are a household of two and I'm still like get the family size and we'll split it up they're single use plastic for no reason right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> divvy this out into little bowls. Like if you want your popcorn, put it in little bowls. I grew up, I, I think because I'm a little spoon and a little fork person, which, uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. If you know yes. what it is, then yes. You know. But, um, I also grew up a little bowl person and my grandma gave oh. us like, we, we always have like our individual little bowls for snacks. And my grandma made, um, like a lot of fruit plates uh-huh. for us. So basically growing up in southern california um my grandma was taking care of us i'll say us it's like me neighborhood kids my cousins like really whoever was there um and she was always trying to get rid of us like constantly <laughs> so she put us outside she put us outside and so yes, we had yeah. a little table outside that she would then bring the snack plate out to and then we would have our either little saucers or little individual like bowls that we could collect our snacks she put fancy toothpicks in them which like now you know like would probably be considered like a danger to children but um (laughs) but we loved it and like who doesn't love a little toothpick anyway um so that was my experience growing up and like that was like a snack experience as an adult I am pro snack for you, Mm, not for me. Um, unless you want to redefine a snack, in which case if it's a mini meal, I'm here for it. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I'm team just eat what I was going to eat maybe in a smaller quantity because Mm -hmm. it's a meal. But, um, and that's only because again, with my, with the way that I eat, the schedule that I eat on, I do kind of need to like prop myself up with something that's a little bit more well-rounded. Um I'm left completely unsatisfied by most snacks.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if it's
0: for fun, I'm here for a snack. But if it's for function, Ooh, I need a mini meal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really important. And you know, I'd say that folks that struggle with anything like we talked about it before, blood sugars, Or maybe just, like, energy levels, um, maybe also allergies. Like, you aren't just able to, like, snack on anything. You kind of do have to put in that planning because there is a sort of privilege in being able to eat anything you want, right? That's, like, the – I think it's an important note that uh, more dietitians are talking about as it pertains to things like intuitive eating. Like, eat what you want when you want is – largely a privileged concept. So there are totally. so many scenarios, especially schedule, like you said, where like you don't have the ability to just snack. Like you have to kind of work within your class schedule, your meetings, what you have going on with the cats, <laughs> <laughs> like all the things that go on so in your So occupied. Yes. Very busy in the cat hotel. Um, yeah, I think it's important to kind of uh, peel away the rights and wrongs, uh, and it's really about like, does snacking work for you? Great. Does it not work? Also great. Um, and just ensuring that you're staying nourished. Yes, and I for all my
0: folks who are like maybe wondering about mini meals, like this is where those leftovers typically come into play if you have mm-hmm, access to them. Mm-hmm. And um, because we're here for efficiency, like I'm eating out of the containers most likely, and it's like. It's, like, that four or five bites that you know, like, will get you through your next meeting. Or it's that, like, <laughs> yeah. four or five bites that will, like, hold you down. And then maybe, like, maybe you pick up a protein shake or something like that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's really just, it, it's, do I want, like, this, this little thing of pirate's booty? Or do I want, like, five bites of, like food mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it and for me it's always going to be the food like it's it's just going to take me so much further of course like I love snacks I love looking <laughs> at snacks I love buying snacks and then I love watching Scott eat my snacks because I got it I tried it I was no longer interested in it and he's like these are like very old And I'm like, okay, so then just toss them. He's like, yes, toss them into my mouth.
1: Like, I'm going to eat them. (laughs) I am the receptacle Um, for all the snacks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we actually have snack baskets. It's like things that I buy from the store, things that he buys from the store, like, I mean, that we buy together while we're shopping. And then when I'm done with whatever, like, when I've had my taste, my fill, whatever, I will move my snack into his basket and he knows it is fair game.
1: I love that system. I love that very good very good because otherwise it'll
0: be it'll be sad time you know when I like come down I'm like hey have you seen those um those little almond bars that I got and he's like "Mm." (laughs) those have been gone for two weeks (laughs)
1: yeah i i've seen them and they're gone now
0: (laughs) yeah it's like the halloween candy situation like yes
1: i'm i'm gonna i'm
0: gonna tire of this before it's gone so yeah um mini meal people stand up okay don't be worried about eating a mini meal i've actually had a lot of feedback um on saying that before and people being like i didn't even think of that as an option like yeah yes it's totally an option. Other options like that I think of as mini meals would be like the Starbucks egg bite things like that to me is like one of those right where it's yeah, a little bit more yeah. like it's going to it's going to be in, in your body. Yes. Like,
1: yes, it's something, to hold, to, your you yeah. yes, something sure. to hold you down. Yeah, yeah, it's something to hold
0: you down. So, yeah, that's that's my take on snacks. I love I love browsing snacks. I love taste testing snacks. And then I love eating a mini meal. <laughs>
1: that's it. <laughs> very good well i'm glad we could share the differences um on snacking and present two different opportunities right and those are still opportunities that get you fed so i'm into both um yes in terms of bevies i think that's where we'll close out today we are beverage people i will speak for both of us we connoisseurs we love a beverage and neither of us really drink alcohol, so what's kind of cool is that our beverage love is absolutely, you know, rooted in just the love of the whole marketing and the flavor and the color. Ugh, can't so get enough. What's your like top three beverages?
0: Um. Okay. Top three kombucha. Of highest. course. Um. Particularly, like I think it's pronounced Jun or like J U N. Like it's. Um, they're like, made yes. with honeys. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So particularly those higher on my list, um, in the hierarchy of kombucha and, uh, of course a bubble water, but I've been cutting back because of my bladder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like you I have to go go all the
1: you have to go all the time or is this a bladder irritant?
0: No, no, it is a bladder irritant yes. and I'm mm-hmm. trying to, um, be more mindful of like my anxious bladder. So, to do that I have had to like be more mindful of like consuming tons of bubble water. Cause I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to figure out like, you know, is this what's causing me to have water? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and so far so good. I've been doing better. So Very I think good. it might be causing it, that, but like, I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah, um, no. so I'm just, <laughs> I just wanted to know. It's just science. Um, and then last Ooh, top three, you said, let's see. I'm gonna have to go. It's a it's an age old battle for me as far as like a warm, like a hot drink. Um <laughs> but I'm gonna go with a chai.
1: Uh love a chai. I love something spicy. Yes, 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 yes. I have a friend who's very into cardamom lattes at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh very lovely drinks. Anything yeah. with spice. Cool! Mm-hmm. Okay, I kind of saw those coming. Um, yes, not surprised. Yes. Okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Number yes. number one beverage is obviously coffee. Um, I just love the flavor. Love it in any form. I used to be a huge cold brew person. I've really scaled back in 2022, 2023. Really getting into lattes more, espressos, um, and I actually, funny enough, this is a sleeper. number two is going to surprise the world, the most shocking answer. I really drink a lot of milk, but I don't realize. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't. My really, mouth is agape. Yes, I don't realize I'm drinking a lot of milk. But when I think about it, I always have regular lattes, unless, of course, I'm in an oat milk kind of mood, and you know those moods, y'all. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of want what you want. But I don't do almond milk. Sometimes I do soy. I do treat all plant milks with, you know the respect they deserve. But I find that I like the dairy piece because it is sort of like I'm getting more out of hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm laughing because I'm like, dang, if I'm gonna pay for this, I wanna taste it. Yes. Yes, also, like, the whole concept of paying a dollar extra for almond milk. Okay, I'm paying for almond-flavored water. Like, I'm not even getting anything out of it. So I've really enjoyed... Because um, we
0: can drink it. Because we can't drink it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, like, it is not fun having a lactose intolerance. It is not fun having any sort of irritation. Um, I don't want anyone having to run to the bathroom or feel uncomfortable all day. But I spent so many years of my life buying plant-based milks and kind of for no reason other than like I thought that's what I was supposed to do like oh you're not supposed to drink dairy and like uh listen I'm one individual I'm never gonna fix the single industry that yeah probably needs market improvements and treatment of animals in a different capacity of course um but I find that I actually would probably put as my number two like I put it in smoothies. I put it in coffees. I make chocolate milk after the gym sometimes. Um, Chocolate milk after the
0: gym is like, is like a crowd favorite. Yes. There's so many good aspects. Yes.
1: Yes. It's the hydration. It's sodium, potassium. It's calcium. It's also protein and fat. Like it's all the goodies and carbs. So I I really have enjoyed that. So that's my sleeper. Number two coffee. I have I have feedback on that. I have feedback if I can am I allowed oh my to? gosh always okay
0: um i the reason the chai was so high on the list is because of drinking it with regular milk mm-hmm. like because of working with um the family that i nannied for and they were making yeah. like fresh homemade chai every day which is Ooh. why it was like so high on the list um because it was made with whole fat, whole mm-hmm. milk. But like, I didn't know that because I grew up in like a non fat milk family. So, same, um, same. It was like already like something that I was like, no. And then I started having this and I was like, uh oh, this is delicious. And yeah. it totally changed like my outlook on it.
1: Yes, yes. It's funny. I, when I met Caleb, he was the only person I had really known in my close circle of people who drank whole milk. And I grew up with a pediatrician, of course, telling me that I couldn't drink whole milk or even 2%. I had to get the pink. They told me it's the pink one. When you go to the grocery store with mom, you get the pink milk. And I only ever drank skim milk, which when you taste it next to even 2%, it tastes like water. So I'm so, so not a fan of the skim milk raisins I had but I think the whole milk is um is an incredible opportunity to experience dairy in a way that's actually flavorful and enjoyable um I also got into more fatty milks when I nannied so I think there's something to be said about being around kids and parents kind of knowing like you need dairy for calcium absorption you need dairy for just like the ease of nutrition in a lot of ways um really so thoroughly enjoy hearing about your chai tea being a vehicle, I mean, yes. the milk being a vehicle or a vehicle for milk, however you want to put it.
0: I feel I think, like I deserve compensation for non-fat milk that I had to grow up drinking. And if complete. you like it, that's fine. But like it ruined my relationship with dairy in a, in like a lot Wait, of ways.
1: Yes. So maybe that's it. Maybe I so easily went into plant-based milks in like 2012 or 2013, whenever they got really big, I remember being out of college and never bought milk. Maybe that's why, because I thought milk tasted like doo doo anyway. Not your cat. Had, but like
0: <laughs> we had nothing to like. We had nothing good, good
1: experience about it, so we're like, we, we'll t- we'll try anything else but yeah. this, <laughs> right, right. Macadamia nut milk, sign me up. Eight dollars, sure. I'm just a teacher in North Carolina. <laughs> During a hiring freeze, yeah, not great. Um, I find that the whole the whole milk thing also brings up a lot of stigma. Um, people don't like talking about it. They feel like it's just, like, inherently bad, and maybe that is your feeling, and we can not talk about that on this on this episode. It's not really what the point is. Um, but I am glad to hear you share the milk comment. I'm happy to share it. And I guess bringing it in for three would be bubble water. Um and I've also found that bubble water is an irritant. For me, it's for heartburn, um, which is just, like, so painful. So I've had to go from, you know, chugging eight or nine in a day to, you know, one or two. And Maria once drank me out of house and home. She drank I drank me out of I house and home. I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew I couldn't get through this episode without you telling everyone that I drank all the seltzer that you also invited me to drink you invited me. I'm never going to let
0: my friend go home unhappy. I'll do, I would have gone to the store and got you some more. I just, again, was very impressed. I was, I was thrown as a person with very little concentration, like I will, like, abandon them around my house, and you were like, "Smash, Smash! Smash! Smash!
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 I definitely do like throw them back. That's. Yeah. <laughs> that's but also, yeah. I just named that I get pretty nasty heartburn. <laughs> so Where's this why. coming from?
0: Where I is don't this know.
1: Coming? Might be the tomatoes. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, bitch, it's a seltzer.
0: Uh. <laughs> so much. It's so much. Yes. But we still love it. And that's like, you know, again, that's the vibe. That's Yes,
1: that's the move. It, it is. Um, oh, I'm so glad that we could talk through this. And I knew before you even got on to the platform to record today. I was like, I am not getting out of this episode alive without the seltzer comment. But that was still such a great memory to me. That's when you introduced me to I Think You Should Leave. Yes. And Maybe. I... I just don't think I I couldn't I just cried the entire time. I could not. Yeah, you stop needed laughing. that
0: hydration. You needed that <laughs> hydration. Because you were laughing so much, you were crying. It was yeah. so good.
1: Ooh, <laughs> I'm like short of breath just thinking about it. It was such a good time. Um, well y'all, I think this was exactly what we had hoped it would be. It was a kitchen non-confidential, you know everything about how we're eating just to entertain you and also to reveal That it's real over here. It's not like, you know, two people that they work out, they eat food, like everything's easy. Like meals are hard and coming out of diet culture also makes it kind of, you know, tricky and stuff. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode as much as I did or we did recording it.
0: Yes, I I appreciate uh, this conversation and, you know, things are are changing out there and you get to decide what meals look like for you when you yes, can access them yes. so I think that you know if this gave you any inspiration to put your tuna in the fridge so you remember to feed yourself love that for you and if you have feedback
1: we would love to hear it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to you getting tags of canned tuna fish in people's fridges what no <laughs> I'm gonna be that girl <laughs> yo you are that girl just wait <laughs> just wait So, um, we do have a really cool episode coming up. Um, you will get the next episode on February 14th and that is the day after Valentine's Day. We aren't really going to get into like any, uh, you know, stereotypical lovey-dovey stuff. We're actually going to just talk about all different types of love. All different variations of intimacy with your friends, um, with strangers maybe, like in, in in community, also in partnered relationships or not partnered. Um, it's just the two of us are really excited to talk through it. It is not fitness or nutrition related. Of course, um, there is all or nothing thinking, right, when it comes to love and what it's supposed to look like. So I'm excited to kind of talk through all the different variations of that. Um, how about you, Lauren?
0: Yeah, I mean... Hopefully, this doesn't end up like me crying.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I don't think so. We're going to quickly make jokes that make us much more comfortable so we don't have to deal with that. Yeah. It's a I, have a fear of,
0: I have a fear of intimacy. Anyway, yeah. really excited hey! to talk
1: about.
0: Hold that door, hold that door. Yeah. Yes, excited to move on, excited to go forward. If you are looking to join our Patreon, doors are always open. It's a it's it's a slightly exclusive club, meaning you have to like subscribe and become yeah. a patron. Yeah. But all are welcome. And if you are looking for us on the world wide
1: web, on the social media, yeah. you can find Maria at Vitamin Re Vitamin yes. underscore, underscore Re. Re. Yes. Uh, I have a client who's a speech language pathologist, and she said the last time you ex- you did it, you like spelled it and you said it. And you did the whole thing. She's like, "That was so accessible. I love that. <gasps> yeah, I knew that would make you happy." Now I have to go back
0: and figure out how I did it.
1: Well, we'll just ask her. She listens to our podcast the like the minute it comes out, so I will make sure to to double check. And and how can they find you, my friend? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to grow my
0: community on TikTok, so you can find me on TikTok at Lauren Lavelle Fit
1: just fit oh just fit i'm so yeah. glad you clarified
0: yeah or you know on lauren lavelle fitness i don't know just just look just type type around see what. up. yeah, pops
1: yeah, yeah. type around and find out
0: yeah <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that note we're gonna wrap it up we're gonna wrap it up
1: yeah it's scrap all right now wrap it, now. <laughs> wrap Throw it and, out wrap it and scrap it all right that's it for this episode y'all we'll see you next week thanks so much Bye.